0: The topic for today's podcast is National Education Policy 2020, the pathway to Bharat-centered knowledge production. The research for this podcast has been done jointly by me and Rakesh M. Krishnan. Mr. Rakesh Krishnan is pursuing his PhD in Sociology from the Hyderabad Central University and is based in Pune. After a gap of 34 years, National Education Policy has been released. A well-rounded and balanced policy, it especially identifies and positions higher education at the precise location it should be, preparing the process of knowledge production in a post-disciplinary space with the much-needed emphasis on nationalizing our ways of research, teaching and learning. In a way, the document reflects Jiddu Krishnamurti's thoughts. Education is the cultivation of the mind and not the cultivation of a particular subject. We would like to highlight the policy initiatives in this direction to appreciate the above-mentioned gestures in the policy document so that we can revitalize and consolidate our energies in realising it. In the principles of the policy, it has been asserted quite clearly and wisely that flexibility of learning and teaching based on conceptual learning, which is based on ethics and constitutional values, is the vision. This is based on the non-separation of arts and sciences. There is an emphasis on multidisciplinary education, a much-needed step in the higher education landscape, and reflects the larger intellectual trends of fostering cross-disciplinary dialogues. It will not only provide additional perspectives, but will also enable us to work beyond the disciplinary and ideological limitations of particular disciplines. An economist should know the people who are part of the economy. Exposure to anthropology and history will make their own uh, anthropologists know how the people beyond the statistics in their data sheet. Engineering graduates uh, should not only know their tradecraft, but also the sociology and culture of the country, so that they can be a good manager and provide dignity to their team. Moreover, knowing one's history and culture will make them aware of what to be made and crafted for our needs. At a significant level, it is making a radical move by breaking the idea of disciplinarity. Arjun Appadurai, the globally acclaimed anthropologist, had asserted that the disciplinarity is about scarcity, rationing and policing. Grounds for breaking the politics of knowledge embedded in disciplinary structures are thus inaugurated in this policy framework. The key to set up a Bharat-centered educational architecture. Teaching up to grade 5 in mother tongue, regional language, local language, along with emphasis on classical languages like Sanskrit, Tamil, Malayalam, etc. is a laudable approach. As we had stated earlier in these pages, languages are depositories of knowledges and culture hence. This policy will help the children to be anchored in the cultural specificities as they explore the world. The Languages of India project is an important suggestion. Exposing children to languages of other social geographies will help them not only to understand their diversity but also the commonality in language and culture. Every one of us who has exposure to multiple languages and social groups thinks in terms of commonalities we share and not in terms of differences. Sociologically speaking, this process will help in assimilating diverse social groups through early exposure to languages and cultures that are different from a child's life world. In the long run, it will help in eliminating the construction of the others within our diverse but unified society. The purpose national textbooks with local content and flavor will complement this effort. Offering Sanskrit as an optional for school and higher education level will help in achieving self-sufficiency for researchers and students, especially in social sciences and humanities. Self-sufficiency, Atmanirbhata, can be achieved in terms of accessing and understanding the text from our cultural standpoints. The proposed national institute or institutes of Pali, Persian, Prakrit along with Indian institutes of translation and interpretation will make the source materials and original texts available for a large audience. Non-institutional researchers and the public can access, study and interpret these documents. A dialogue with the past therein beyond the confines of disciplinary and linguistic experts will democratize and decolonize our knowledge production. Optimistic Horizons Streamlining of the regularity bodies, establishment of National Research Foundation, National Education Technology Forum, increased enrollment rates and better access will change the nature of higher education in the country. We have only examined NEP 2020 in its bare essence. It is a revolutionary document with massive restructuring of education at all levels and needs a closer study and appreciation. Multiple entry and exit points in higher education is a highlight of this policy. The crucial part of this provision is that each step would be certified. If a student decides or is forced to drop out of the first year, he would get a diploma certificate, an advanced diploma certificate after the second year, a bachelor's degree after the third and a bachelor's degree with research after completing the fourth year according to the policy. This step will go a long way in creating an employable population and removing the stigma of dropouts. Re-emphasizing, education as a public good shows the steel resolve of the government. Steps taken to curb commercialization of education in NEP 2020 needs to be applauded by asserting that education cannot be a commercial activity. Or a source of profit is a warning to factory schools, colleges, and private universities who fleece the students. Education is is and should be a public good, especially in the environment of globalization, wherein access and affordability are a big concerns for less privileged social groups. Policy initiatives for increasing public investment in education to 6% of GDP, setting up of institutions in geographically backward regions parity between public and private institutions, and increasing enrollment rates are the tangible expression of the NEP's commitment to seeing education as a public good. Beyond the banner headlines of the policy, what it has done, among many things is quite remarkable. We need to appreciate it through the emphasis on multidisciplinary and language as discussed in the earlier section. Social Sciences and Humanities will be transformed beyond recognition. The emphasis on the local in terms of language and content will enable the building of local histories and archives. It will also help in refining and revising the received understandings in the human sciences at two levels. Promotion and codification of local cultures and languages. Secondly, empowering the students and researchers from diverse social geography to think and articulate within the metaphysics of their cultures. In doing so, it is hoped that it will destabilize the existing circuits of power in higher education by making it democratic and diverse. The suggestion for creating Indian Education Service, a specialist cadre of bureaucracy, will rescue the field of education from jack-of-all-trades, Babudam. Presently, the suggestion is to appoint university registrars, planners, curriculum developers and administrators from this service. But we think that Ministry of Education, both at the central and state level, up to the level of Secretary of Education should be populated with the people from this cadre only. Indian bureaucracy, a colonial heritage in its present form, needs structural reforms. And hopefully, this is the first step. By dedicating a specialist cadre, domain experts can navigate and resolve the naughty problems of a complex field like education. A BTEC IS officer who, do, who does not gain any particular domain expertise due to frequent transfers and work experience in diverse departments like revenue to mining is ill-suited to comprehend and resolve the problems of education. Can they tackle the problem of archiving, indigeneity, and others when they themselves are trained in colonial heritage and later in global institutions with global agenda? In recent times we have seen IS officers going to global institutions to study, coming back to think, work and intervene from the vantage point of a liberal or a Marxist or a global agenda, completely ill suited for our conditions. What we need are experts in the field of education. NEP 2020 has resolved this problem. It is highly ambitious in its vision with a clearly laid out roadmap. Now the task is to implement it. The successful implementation of this policy very largely depends upon the people given the powers of executing it. With the new impetus on teacher education, and training the most important person responsible for the executing of this policy will hopefully be trained in the right manner and will be equipped with adequate technological know-how. Dr. B. R. Ambedkar had said, education is the milk of a tigress. The one who consumes it cannot stay without roaring. This policy does have some ingredients of tigress's milk indeed.